Welcome to another episode of the For the Culture Podcast, a soccer podcast for us, by us. That's the best kept secret talk of the day. You got your boy Grego here. Coaches are on, on the squad. Got the mayor back. Yeah, back. yeah, 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 yeah. What's up with y'all, man? We, I think we got more people here than, than 45's uh, campaign speech on the one weekend. So let's go. That ain't hard to beat. That <laughs> is not hard to beat. As long as we get our K-pop on. Yo, I hope y'all became big K-pop fans. Are y'all big K-pop fans now? It came on, you know what? I've heard that K-pop is, is popular with the it's children. So, you know, that's what's up. Yo, I, I mess with K-pop, man. I do not to say that I listen to them regular, but you mess with K-pop. No. If you came on, you'll, you'll nod your head to it, right? <laughs> I will. And if, I'm on Spotify, if, I, if I'm listening to Spotify and I'm like, and listening there, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. All right, let's keep that going. Keep that going. DJ, keep that going. But yeah, man. Hey, Pop is invited to the cookout. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Hey, Pop is invited to the cookout. Yeah, for those of y'all who weren't keeping up over the weekend, apparently 45 had uh, his first uh, campaign speech. Mind you, he tried to have it on Juneteenth, and he caught a, a major clap back he, he on that. He tried to act like he was woke. <laughs> wow. He tried to act like he was woke. <laughs> what? Uh, they moved it to Saturday. Wait, okay, uh, wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's like, He's made the statement that he made it popular. Yeah, hey, um, I don't know about that one. I don't know about wait, that. One. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa! I, I actually have an argument on that. Okay, okay, what you got? I think he did make it more aware for a lot of white people that didn't know anything about it. I definitely think he he alerted a portion I, of non woke, the non woke. There, there was a demographic that he. Definitely touched that knew nothing about Juneteenth, and I will say it is it's interesting that like here we are in 2020 and Juneteenth is now a popular thing to talk about. Right. I mean, I learned about it when I was you know my bougie black ways. I admit that I'm part of bougie black crowd. Uh, I was a Jack and Jill kid, and yes, I was a middle class black kid. But at the same time, you know. The education I got through Jack and Jill was the education I wasn't getting in my normal school. That's so true. Learning about Juneteenth alerted me to that stuff. Mm-hmm. I wasn't learning that in my day to day, you know, schooling. Mm-hmm. And so, even with that being said, obviously there's a black community that wasn't even aware about Juneteenth, um, and let alone a white community that was aware of Juneteenth. And the fact that he brought it up. It made it a talking point. Yeah. Let me ask you this real quick. Um, Because, of course, we talked about it a little bit last week. And uh, there's obviously been a push uh, that, of course, we we helped out with uh, with LAFC as far as making Juneteenth a national holiday. I've been hearing some different differing opinions on that. Like, as far as, like, you know, how you see, like, most holidays, like the 4th of July, Labor Day, uh, Memorial Day, like, it turns like a basically a big retail holiday. And I'm wondering, like, like, like what are your thoughts on that? Let me go ahead, Rashad, or you want to go? Uh, I'll, I'll start. So 
I mean, anything that's related to this, I mean, like, I've, I've said this within my own organization. I've said it, I feel like I've said it in the podcast, but like this whole Black Lives Matter being, you know, popularized and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, my key thing is like the intentionality of everything. And so it's one thing to have Black Lives Matter on the back of everybody's jerseys, the patch, the training tops. At the end of the day, we know that's a capitalistic move from a lot of these, you know, uh, institutions. And so that being said, like, it's a matter of like, okay, it's one thing to have it on the back of their jerseys, but what are you doing to reinforce and make sure that this is still a priority? So when you're saying Black Lives Matter, and so like even with my own organization, we're saying Black Lives Matter, but then at the end of the day, we're going to a field that's named after a racist segregationist. Mm. And so the fact that our kids are playing on fields that are named after people who that during the, the Civil War era were trying to make sure that blacks were lower than whites, no, we're going to make sure that we make a stand for that. Grady High School and Grady Hospital is named as a person that was said legit that black people were lower than white people. <laughs> like, I mean, Damn. you can't get more racist than that. <laughs> so the fact that like our intentionalities of like, if you say Black Lives Matter, then back it up. It's more than just saying, okay, we're going to make a t-shirt. It's more than putting a patch. It's more than having a, you know, a website statement. It's more than a social media post. It's more than that. I mean, like, everybody's going to do that. Everybody from, I mean, right now it's to the point of, like, who's not doing it? You're looked upon of, like, who's not doing it? Mm -hmm. That's the point where we're at with that. But my thing is, like, okay, if you make the statement, then what are you going to do to back it up? Um, Right. And in these so, times, you made a good point about. Um, and I say that with my email, my own organization. I put my job on the line. It's anything like, same thing, like, close to we're it. We're going to make a statement. Um, and you see the examples you from your favorite club every, as people are, uh, are supporting um, the Black Lives Matter cause. In these times, you made a good point about. the capitalistic nature that uh, taking a uh, movement with such that as Black Lives Matter merchandise anything sales and things of that nature it. but at the same um, time and you see the examples you from watch your, your favorite back club every, for the people that are, are looking uh, are to supporting uh, the Black capital Lives Matter for themselves on this and the capitalistic because nature that while we uh, see that there's that a, a big the merchandise sales and society and nature but and there's a lot of things that need to be talked about there are other people that are looking for the people that are looking to pray on the agenda of people that are looking on this so that's another part because that we while we see that there's there a, a big trying to hold society and there's a and there's of, a lot of things um, that need to be talked what we're about trying there to are other people that so are it's kind of like taking two steps forward and three back agenda in a way people that are looking like for change. instance like with black so lives that's matter another part i read this we have there's a guy there are people who has who an organization trying to black lives matter foundation um so what we're trying to correct people donated millions of dollars to this foundation in a way that has nothing for instance like what black lives matter i read this stands for what they're trying to advance who has an organization Guys walking Black away with Lives Matter millions Foundation. of dollars uh, due so, to our ignorance. So it's like people donated well, millions of dollars to this people foundation. Know people that has nothing to do with what Black Lives Matter 
stands for and what they're trying to advance. And this guy's walking away with millions of dollars uh, due to our ignorance. So it's like, well, I won't say ignorance because people won't know. No, no it's, it's ignorance. Kind of, but, but, that's, but that's one of the things about, um, you know, I think just the general structure of Black Lives Matter that, you know, kind of leaves people with a, a little bit of a, an alert as far as how, like, what's associated with, with what. Because, like, I got into it over the weekend because some people still have the idea that Black Lives Matter is somehow terrorist because some of the founders are, they, they declare themselves as Marxists or whatever. I'm like, Marxism has nothing to do with trying to bomb people and take out, it's a socioeconomical um, perspective more than anything. And, you know, it's like you still have to have to educate people as far as, like, just what that I want to go back that to movement is about, about, what that organization is about, um, and, 45 and hopefully um, if their mind if their mind is open enough to really take it all in, like oh, we celebrated I get it now because of course you have a lot of people that just they think what they think and they do what they do. Right. Well, well, and so that was probably one of our first. Um, and I say it wasn't one of our it wasn't our first thing, but. Because I know in our history as a group for the culture, we celebrated Juneteenth. Uh, this was one of, I think, the last highlights year. that yeah, stand out did. for me. We did. And so that was probably one of our first, I won't say it wasn't one of our, it wasn't our first thing, but right. And in our and history everyone of, that was there, for the culture knew the significance uh, this was one of, of, I think, Juneteenth, the highlights that stands out what we were celebrating. So it was a good time. It was a good, like, it was true brotherhood, it was fellowship. With 45 and with everything that's been taking place And everyone that was there knew the significance to see Juneteenth, knew the significance of what we were celebrating. With people learning about, all of us, and everyone there were in no. Um, but and knowing with you know, 45 and with June everything that's been taking, some people taking place never over heard of the last several weeks. And if it is a community that probably have never heard of it, us as a people take a step forward. Of course, you know, there's learning more about that, you know, the history, of the background, um, you know, say what you want about Juneteenth, 45. Some people probably never heard of Juneteenth. I agree with you. And if there's people in our community that probably have never heard of it, let alone celebrate it for us. Of course, you know, there's our counterparts that grab our essence and learn more about what we're one about and what we are. 45, but there's more to us than Juneteenth. I agree with people with as far as see him you know, you know what he said raised awareness so, for this um, and i think that was holiday a, for us to be able something to, to celebrate grab our community. essence and, and and learn more about where we come from and what we are and you know there's more to us than meets the eye what most people would perceive you know we are great people so and i think that was a, a good move and and something to celebrate for this week yeah but here's what I, I will say this like so on juneteenth this is what i did so my daughter was with me, and she's five years old. And so I decided to take her to Stone Mountain Park. Um, that's where I grew up. You know, it, a lot of people, if, if you know my narrative, I grew up in Stone Mountain, born and raised. We were the first black family in our neighborhood and then watched the whole white flight happen and everything and watched Stone Mountain transition from a all white neighborhood to an all black neighborhood. Um, even have a black neighbor, uh, black mayor. Mm. Um, and I mean, in my childhood, like literally, it, it is crazy. Like I, I have to tell these stories to, you know, friends and coworkers and, you know, associates or whatever. The fact that like I literally saw the KKK growing up as a kid. 
And I wish that was a joke I was telling, but it's not. Um, you know, at the age of six, seeing the KKK call me an N-word, um, to watch KKK rallies uh, on Martin Luther King birthdays during, um, you know, downtown Stone Mountain Village, to witness that, um, to in the, you know, the fact that, like, people forget that, like, the actual monument that's on Stone Mountain, the actual rock, like, that was started back in the 1920s, abandoned, and then finished in the late 1970s. And so, like, that's 50 years. That's a generation right there. And so, like, that just, like, doubles down on, like, okay, we're going to make sure that we're going to let black people know where they are in their place. And when you look at the Daughters of Confederacy who owned the mountain for so long, and never mind, let's let's really look at the Daughters of Confederacy and how they claim an ownership of that. Because Stone Mountain, if you look at the history of it, was owned by nobody. The Creek and Cherokee Indians used to have battles upon who owned that mountain each year. So it was like a year-to-year basis of like, okay, we got this land, you got this land. The creek and the Cherokee. It was Reed Amber to Southwest DeKalb. Basically. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. It was Reed Amber was like Reed versus Stevenson. You know what I'm saying? It was like, all right, yo, you get your crew, we're going to get our crew. That's basically what it was. And so until the 20s, the Daughters of Confederacy and all, all their ownerships of – and then his, I forgot his name is like Mike Vernable or something like that, who actually had the ownership. I say ownership mm-hmm. of, of the mountain. And that's when he gave it to the daughters of the Confederacy. And they doubled down about like, hey, we want to make sure that this land and this surrounding area is not dominated by the Negro race. Quote. That is literally quoted from them. And, I mean, I don't want to dwell on this too long. I, I, I get hyped up on it because, obviously, this is my childhood and this is where I came from. But, like, when you have Stone Mountain, which is literally the largest monument to the Confederate, <laughs> like, you got Jefferson Davis, who was the president of the Confederate Army. You got Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson right there, glorified. To people who didn't see us as equals and my ancestors as equal, yeah, I got a problem with that. I'm sorry. I mean, like, I, I don't see how someone can find find that upsetting. You know, it, it's if you've read Forty Million Dollar Slaves by William Rowan, I swear to God, please, people, please read that book. You know, that book will alert you to a lot of things that within sports and race and everything is quite informative. Um, all that is quite uh, relative uh, and relevant to what we're doing, what we're talking about now. I mean, this is stuff that's dating back to the 1800s. And so, you know, you think that we've progressed. Yeah. There's athletes who are getting paid buku money you know, we have coaches now and we have general managers here and there and we have a couple of coaches here and there and and 
We have a couple people. We have we have representation a little bit here, sparse or whatever. So we should be good, right? We should be happy, right? Right, Grego? We should be happy, right? Supposedly. For the culture, we we should be happy. Like we gave you that, just like Michael Che and his stand up. If y'all if y'all haven't watched that Michael Che stand up on Netflix, please watch the Michael Che stand up. It's quite relevant. With and he did this shit four or five years ago. Yeah, it's a few years back. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's quite relevant. Oh, you know, we 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 gave you you know so we gave you you know February for you know Black History Month. You should be good. Oh, you know, police brutality. That was two weeks ago. You should be good. Like we're good. No, it's it's a ever it, it's an everlying problem uh, within our uh, culture and our society. Um, whether it's here in America or other countries. The, the thing is funny is interesting. Man, I know we're going to talk about this, but like the fact that like, you know, the Premier League is back, Bundesliga is back and all their uh, representation of supporting Black Lives Matter and the movements that are going on. Um, it's great. Trust me, I'm happy. Like, uh, and I know, Grego, you said this, like, I hope this energy and effort is continued within our, you know, American culture, sports as well, too. But I know real soon. It's only, it's only a step. It's not a, a, a foolproof solution to the problem. And as we have seen what's going on with Bubba Wallace and NASCAR and everything, um, and don't get me started about you know, the FBI's conclusion today about that oh, no, news. No, no, let, let's hit on that real quick because I want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the news was from a year ago. Oh, that makes it okay. <laughs> like, oh. Because that, uh, that actually had me thinking this evening before we started recording because, you know, of course, for those of you who bought uh, it from last week uh, at the race this week in Talladega, of course, it would have it would have to be Alabama that just wanted to go buck wild with all this shit. But um, of course, outside the, the the racetrack, you had Confederate flags all over the place. You had people up in the up in the air flying planes, saying "Defund NASCAR" with the Confederate. She was in England too. It was at a Manchester oh. City match. Oh, she was at Manchester City match. White lives matter. <laughs> but um, but no, I. I I, because here's my thing, because, like, I mentioned last week. I didn't know they were undervalued. I didn't know white lives were undervalued. Oh, shit. This is news to me. I didn't realize that, and I, for this to be lit, first of all, is you're saying this thing's been sitting there since October, and it's tied up in a noose. And like, it's supposed I, to be like a, a rope for a garage door. Garage and mind you, like anyone who's had a garage and has to open it up like manually knows like that 40, those garage yeah, door uh, ropes why are we trying to legitimize this? Like, why are we trying to like okay this shit? Like, by the way, that garage was like a brand new garage. By yeah. the way, like a and anyone who's had a garage door open, anyone who's had a garage door open knows that. Um, usually they have like the most basic ass knots, and you mean to tell me that it was still tied up like a noose, and it's just been chilling there since October, like. I don't want to go too far as far as saying, like, you know, what NASCAR had in mind. I know that people are trying, trying to prepare 
Bubba Wallace to Ju- uh, Ju- uh, not Juicy ju- Juicy Sm- Sm- uh, Smollett. I'm not gonna do Smollett, <laughs> but uh, but no, it's like here is my my logic here, and hopefully you follow me here. I think that because it wasn't him that that found the um, the news, it was someone with NASCAR, or probably someone on his on his crew team. They found it, not him. I'm thinking that let's say. It's, it's, it, it wasn't intentional. I think that NASCAR ran with this in order to push their, hey, we're, we're no longer, we're no longer this. We're trying to be about that. And they wanted to, to have yeah, something to, even to push that. No, no knocking this down. You know, I think that but it's a means to an end. Don't get it twisted. But I, I think that for those who are trying to put this on, on Bubba saying that he faked the story, that's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. Yeah, because um, Bubba wasn't even around when they discovered the right. So, but because they, they had they had their they had their their TV moment on on Monday. Everyone's pushing this car up to the front, say yes, this is how we're going to break through racism and all that shit. If this is what you feel you need to do to say that NASCAR is a new day in NASCAR, so be it. I've seen a lot of people jump into. Uh, a lot of black fans like that's finally say, like, "Hey, I can I can come out saying that you know I'm a NASCAR fan and all that." And I, I I'm not gonna say I was, but I wasn't gonna say I wasn't at least because I'm from North Carolina and that's pretty much like second nature in in that state. But at the same time, I I need more because like like Tony got it earlier. It's one thing to have gestures, another thing to have actions behind it because you have to actually live your words. If, if Black Lives Do Matter and you want to be inclusive and and accepting of all cultures and backgrounds. It has it has to reflect in in what you how, how your organization looks. So whether it's drivers, whether it's crew crew members, whether it's organization, all that shit has to reflect it if, if this is what you're really about. So you know we shall see. But I know we've actually got gone on a, a, a lot longer than we planned on here. So I'm gonna take we're gonna take a quick break. I'm going to refill this culture over club uh, mug and uh, we'll be right back. I think was actually played this past weekend. There was. There was, I heard. Oh, you're ready for some soccer! <laughs> That how the song goes? I'm pretty sure it doesn't like that. Open wide for some soccer! Like, what was it on, on The Simpsons? Open wide for TK's child coming through. Do we know about TK's child? We, we are, we are, on, we are on deck. We are, phones are on standby. I know Katie is, is in the hospital as we speak, as we record. Oh, no, Katie, go! Go, Katie, go. <laughs> <laughs> Keep pushing, girl. Keep pushing. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just waiting on, on the word on, on that. And uh, hopefully by the time this episode drops, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll we have, got a new we'll culture we'll fan. <laughs> we'll have a, a new member of Team Nil Nil. But um, I don't know if y'all heard. There was a lot of soccer this weekend, man. Like, yo. I think we might be back. Are we back? Actually, you know what? I need I need I need to get on something real quick. 
Because this week, the NWSL tournament uh, starts this weekend in uh, Utah. And first of all, you have players who are sitting out. You got Mal Pugh sitting out, Megan Rapinoe sitting out, Toby Heath uh, sitting out. Uh, not come back for that. But um, the Orlando Pride, yo, they just said, you know what, we can't even do this right now, man. They're like, because approximately, <laughs> approximately 10 they, players. They did this. They were like, we out. We out this these. Apparently, approximately 10 players caught COVID because, like we've been saying, that shit's still there, especially in Florida. Why is that, Grego? Are you getting political on us? That's are not you, that, that, that that's is not public health. We're a political platform. Why are you getting political? That is public health. That is public health. Like anyone who treats public health as politics needs to. <laughs> but uh, but no. So and basically because too much of their their teams basically devastated by COVID, they say, hey. We can't we can't do Utah right now. Like we just said, nah, no, we catch on the flip because yeah, we're too sick right now. And mind you, it wasn't the case like of like where they were at training and you know they got they got everybody exposed. Basically, said, you know, we go we're gonna ignore what the rules, what the team said. Hey, don't go out. They said, yeah, let's go out. They went to a nightclub. You know, it seems like that's the story for a lot of people in Florida. You go to a nightclub Bruh. and you're catching COVID. I'm like, you're in Atlanta, I, I guarantee you, you go to a Red Martini home. bar. Why is, why is this shit so damn hard? I swear, Red Martini is probably going to be the epicenter of of COVID within Atlanta. Is Red Martini open? Does anybody know? Can we get a fact check on that? Rashad, can we get a fact check on that? Mayor, can I get a fact check on that? Is Red Martini open? Yeah. Is Red Martini open during this Stand time? On. I need I need a fact check on that. Is that uh, I believe it is. Uh, that's probably gonna be at the center. Yeah. Red Martini? Actually, no, it's not. It's not. I'm sorry. Red Martini is gonna be at the center. But sweet, I know. I know Sweets open, and I'm like, yo, like y'all gotta chill on this shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. but, yeah. Have I gone in? No. But but uh, they have been bumping. I've driven You've been contemplating like, going in. You've been contemplating. He's like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> no, but I did. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I went to Hudson Grill. I got this frozen drink. I sat outside mm-hmm. by the exit so I can get out of there. But it was for good. Sure, I, got COVID. I was only there for like thirty minutes, but it was good. And that's and that's, sure. that's the first thing. Though, of course, you, that. you see cases out. of. COVID, you know, spiking up pretty much everywhere. Our, our, our main man, Anthony Fauci, he's like, hey, Fauci's a man. Y'all about to make us shut down, shut down again. No, it, it, but, you know, getting back to the pride, it's like they, they had, they had a, a specific directive to say, hey, stay, stay close. Like, don't, don't go out here and, you know, get all buck wild. And now, it's like, mind you, you have players who who didn't test positive that you know that didn't go out, and they're like, yeah, suddenly they don't get to play, and it's like this one of those things where, like, you basically say, you know what, I'm a just I'm gonna do me, basically, and that and that's that's the unfortunate part. So I got a question. 
<clears throat> Why are we doing this in 2020? Why can't we just do 2021? Money, money. I mean, money, like, like, like money, I, I asked that historically, and I asked that. I want answers, and I asked that also because I'm dealing with it within, within my own organization. Um, I, here in here in Georgia, the numbers are going up. We we have a governor that give that doesn't give a flying two f's about us. Um, he's he's more Trump than Trump is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like our governor is he's more Trump than Trump, and so it's like we can't trust him to take our health as a greater good as a priority. And so as thing, and here's the thing that's that's tough. And I'm dealing with with I, I, got the, I got the email. I got the email. I'm about to flick you off, but I'm, I'm <laughs> like everything that's happening publicly. You know, it's it's one of those things that everybody is following what's going on. What's the trend? What's the suit? What's you know? It's just like spades. You follow this. You know, you follow what's going on. Uh, black community. If you went to HBCU, you know about spades, and you gotta follow. You know, so I can't know, play like, spades. <laughs> y'all better learn spades, man. Like y'all better learn spades. Follow suit. You're like, mm-hmm. but you know what though? The thing, but people same be so combat, same about- combat, But every time now and then, you got a motherfucker that bring out. You like, hold up, you bring the Joker out. You bring the Joker out this soon. Well, here's the thing though. The people who play space are so secret about how you play space. So it's like you just basically you have to just sit there and watch. But Dude, uh but if you went to HBCU, that yeah. was a part of your admissions process. <laughs> yeah, we got we, you couldn't get in. Congratulations, <laughs> Mr. Carter. We we have seen your he your space skills and we have we are proud to accept you, you into you need one more time. <laughs> you gonna be out of school if you if you don't get your cards yes, right. Your right. I mean, for the culture, we need to get some spades spades cards going. You know, we, we, we a spades tournament. There we go. For the culture cards. There we go. That's our new thing. For the culture cards. Spades. But yeah, man. But no, I I, I think that. But no, I think that. <clears throat> It, it definitely throws a wrench into what the NWSL was trying to do because, of course, they were trying to ride that momentum as far as being the first U.S. league to be back up and running. And then you're basically like, hey, we got a whole team that's not going to be here. Mind you, with all the cases coming coming up in Florida, matter of fact, they, they just hit 100,000 cases just in Florida alone, and you still got MLS still. Florida man, come on. Florida man. Y'all, y'all didn't count for Florida man. Florida man canceled like at least – Twenty five to seventy five thousand cases. Oh, he been spreading. He been spreading this shit all over the place. But, oh, uh, and then, of course, still got, still got NBA still coming. I'm like, I don't see how this shit's gonna work. And then, just like going back to your original question, I think that I think people are using sports as a way of showing that the country is recovering. And I'm like, you know, maybe we need to use sports and say, hey, we. We need to really buckle down on this shit if we're, we're going to. I, I, I agree. I think it's interesting that, like, 
people always try to say sports and politics are not related and no, shut up and dribble and all that bullshit. Um, no, sports and politics are definitely intertwined and people definitely use sports as a way to communicate like, oh shit, things are great. Cause best believe come September with the NFL, that's, that's the, we all know come September with the NFL, it's going to be a matter of if they're in or not. And that's, 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 that's the, that's Moby Dick right there. It's like, yeah, cause like, cause you got, you got college teams coming up with like 30 cases, 28 cases, 11 cases, like, like college, like, and um, we know college is like the epicenter for all that shit because they're in the same places. They live in dormitories. They live like they're, we know college is going to be, uh, little epicenters of cases or whatever. And it's interesting how college is going to turn out. I'm, Definitely interested in seeing as far as, you know, with the social justice aspect is the impact within HBCUs, hence why I'm wearing my <clears throat> Howard Bison paraphernalia. You know, there's been a lot of talk about reinvestments of HBCUs. Just saying, there's more HBCU players in the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame from HBCUs than there are from the SEC. Think about that. But you know what, though? No, 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 no. Uh, Grego, no, no, don't, don't gloss over that no, shit. No, no, I, I, I'm not what I just said. I'm trying to. There's more back, Hall of Famers in the NFL from HBCUs than from the SEC. I'm trying to piggyback from that because you, because you did see. Think about, about that shit. Think about that shit. You did see the uh, the kid from uh, Mississippi that's basically said like if if they don't change the um, the state flag, he's not playing. And we've already seen. Like uh, protested uh, at Clemson, getting buildings and names uh, changed. I saw some stuff at uh, at UVA. They're getting their logos changed because they represented slavery and shit like that. Florida said they're going to stop doing the Gator, the Gator, um, the Gator. Yeah, my guys. Yeah, we, your boys. Yeah, we have to change. Yeah, your boys. What? Yeah. What was that? You know what? The thing about it is, what was that? I never. No, no. I I did not know it went that that far. I was like, oh, slave babies. Yeah, no, babies. Yeah, no, like one of my granddad was like Michigan instead of Florida. We still got more stuff to talk about, man. Not going to talk about that thing. Liverpool ain't clinched yet because they're still playing like shit. How do they have three months off and they still, you know, can't get right? Liverpool still suck. You mean that part? I mean, they had the opportunity. They said, "Hey, we, we, we might be able to clinch it here." And let's talk about let's talk about the Man City Burnley game with White Lives Matter. Man, that was a mess because that happened like right when the game was started, and. That, that double down, that double down, I always, it, it's, I, at, I mean, for, for me, it doesn't get me mad. I think it's funny. I, I find it. I look at it from a standpoint of, it's, it's, 
double down. You didn't think that, that the racism was just going to just die away easily, right? Like you gotta every time you're trying to kill kill something down, it's like you you keep they keep trying to punch back. Say, yeah, still here, we're still here. And it's like for me, I rather know where my racists are. That's, that's true too. For me, it's the subtle shit that gets me. I I rather know macroaggressions than microaggressions. The macro shit is the shit that I rather. What what you got, Rashad? I was just gonna say, like, with the climate of the things that are going on, the light is definitely on those individuals who are considered racist, you know, and, and or have that mindset. So you know, people that just were ill informed. Um, you know, are now swaying with the, um, you know, basically, you know, they understand. But all the other ones that are, are resistant to change, you definitely see exactly who these people are. Like, they're not hiding. Like, they used to hide some of them, but now it's like they're not hiding. Mm. So you, you definitely see who you're dealing with. Um, and it's, it's easier to point them out of the crowd now because they're not hiding. But it just shows you, uh, you know, some people just are set in their ways, and 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 I feel like with our generation and where we are now, a lot of people who are standing up or who still you know resistant to change, I think it's a learned behavior, and it's learned from I people mean, who are probably still around. That's that's the thing. It's like experience these people things. Understand like the peak of Jim Crow. That's like. Mm-hmm. Most of our parents or grandparents' ages, like that's just that's just still that recent, exactly. And you yeah. know, so like it's still fresh enough in 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 their lifetime to where they can just basically pass that shit down. We're probably yeah, we're gonna keep it a real, but we're probably at least another two other generations before we really start seeing the actual progress that we need. But hopefully, this is a a real benchmark moment to where people are finally seeing that oh. No, we people who are not black have to take have to take part in this as well because you know it's just as much their issue as it is ours. And if they want to, you know, go about it, they have they have to act on it. They can't just they can't just be the buzzwords. It can't just be the I take responsibility. It can't be all that. It's got to actually have some actions behind those words. But yeah, I think that uh, you know it's it's. Of course, I'm like, of course, I, I have no idea like how it happened. I'm like, nope, nobody saw it from a mile away. Say, hey, what's that flag up there? Let, let's 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 pull that shit down. But I, I I definitely think at least as far as the actual Burnley players, especially uh, their captain um, Ben Me, he actually had a, a solid uh, statement behind it. Because I mean, it's like it's, it when when you see that, it becomes bigger than the game. It does. And it basically it it overshadows what you know whatever happened in the game doesn't get talked about it because the focus now becomes on that. I'm hoping, like I said, I, I'm hoping that not just here but also over there because I mean they have their own problems. If y'all haven't seen it already, uh, look up. Uh, there's a video from um, NBC Soccer. Uh, uh, Robbie Earl he co- he basically gives his perspective as an English black man you know, moving to America to work for NBC and just like the differing perspectives that he's had, you know, going from what he experienced in English compared to what he's seeing now in America. 
it's it's of course he got he got all emotional about it. The uh, Kyle Martino and uh, Rebecca Lowe they they got all got emotional because I mean of course they've all been together now for like you know six seven years now. So I think that to see one their colleagues that experience that kind of that kind of pain and that and that kind of treatment, you know, it definitely brings it home for them because I mean there, there's a high chance that more than likely they, they weren't experiencing that kind of stuff before they actually had a direct friend in college and say, oh, you're getting that kind of treatment. That's bullshit. And, and I hope I don't get ahead of our, myself as far as like what I, I'm going to say as well. But to piggyback off this Burnley, um, you know, flag being flown over uh, the match and then also here in the States having a how do you really feel? <laughs> I have a similar situation here in the States with uh, NASCAR and Bubba where they flew uh, Are we okay in this over Talladega uh, at, that, at that race. Well, all of this transpiring right. over the weekend, it's like for you to get a plane to get these big displays made to fly over these venues with these messages. You know much they've doubled down. Like they've literally doubled down on like, yo, nah, we don't care about your rights. We're gonna continue to hate. And not only are we gonna hate, we're gonna show our hatred even more so than ever. Like, does that make any sense? Like, is is that just mm, Mind baffling to me. I'm sorry. I mean, no. I, that's that's why I'm trying to make sense of it. Like it's it's interesting when you know we get told to you know forget you know that slavery happened years ago, but then they like well take out these uh, monuments. But no, but, but here's here's the other thing though, Grego, and this is the thing I made sure to make a priority with my own daughter. Even when I was at Stone Mountain, at the foot of Stone Mountain, looking at the Confederate flags, I wanted to make sure that she didn't know that our history started from slavery. Our history started before that. Hence why I named my daughter Memphis, because Memphis was the epicenter of Egypt, which was recognized as one of the first civilizations of all mankind. And so there's too much of our history that is based upon from from slavery. Our history goes before slavery. And for what we had going on, whether it be in Africa and even here in the continent of what we know as Americas, our history is before that. And and that's the part that, like, even to this day, and I recognize with one of my own program managers, like, we as a people have to stop recognizing our history starting from slavery. That's not where our history starts from. We are beautiful people before slavery. The things that we built for, and, and so when we talk about these monuments and breaking down, and I, I saw a YouTube video from a biracial brother that talked about like the reason why we shouldn't condemn Stone Mountain and the blasting of it, and it's now whatever. And he had his argument, and I respect it. But at the same time, I got to disagree. 
his whole adamant was about, you know, this is a piece of art and that we shouldn't blast art. And that's what the Taliban does. You know, this is a terrorist act when you take down an act of artistic history. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, let's go, let's go with that. So ancient Egypt. Okay. The Sphinx. The noses were literally blasted off by Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great, who we renown as one of these historic figures, as in how we tell the history of time. And we talk about like all the greats of Alexander, but at the same time, he was erasing history. The Sphinx is a beautiful part. I don't think anybody currently can do or replicate the Sphinx right now. And the fact that the noses were blasted off because they were too African looking. And the Romans had something to do with that. Alexander the Great was like, mm, nah, nah, bro. Mm-mm, that's too African looking. Yeah, we're going to get rid of that. So that's bullshit. I know we were supposed to. So I'm on the box, and I know this is a soccer podcast. <laughs> Apparently, you know, it, 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 it happens. You know, hopefully, you know, we y'all get a greater perspective as far as what's what's going on with that. I did want to hit, um, you know, give a shout out to you know you guys, the culture, before we uh, wrap things up, uh, and actually go go into this next project that, that we've been working on. Shout out to you guys. Uh, this has been our biggest week ever on the uh, on the culture shop. Buying the shirts, buying the name sets, uh, buying into our our big project that we've been working on, and you know we gotta shout, shout out you guys, and I'm hoping that we can uh, keep this going. Um, I talked about it with um with my with my guys here, and I've uh, been thinking about this. For those of you who don't know, uh, I, I mentioned this a while back. I lost my job. I even lost my truck. So basically I have been able to go down to the city like that to, to go protest and everything. That's been something that's been weighing heavy on me. And, you know, as uh, a voice for uh, black people in, in this, in this genre, I was like, we gotta, we got like we've been saying, we gotta live behind our words. And uh, so I tried to like, how can we contribute, you know, to, uh, to the cause and everything. And so, uh, I saw over the weekend EPL had their Black Lives Matter name sets on the back of everybody's jersey and everything. And people were asking, like, hey, you know, like, they going to put these out? Like, I want to go ahead and, you know, get, you know, see what's up with these. And, of course, for y'all who don't know, we we do name sets. We do name That's sets. What we That's, our That's what we did. We, we, we have some. We have some. That's what we do. We do this. We do this. We do this. <laughs> And so I was like, well, if they're, if they're not going to do it, then why not us? Two dope boys and, with the for the culture name set. Ah, okay. Two. First generation name set. It's still available, by the way, on ftcutd.myshop.com. Is that two boys um, in a Cadillac? Well, yeah. Are you in a Cadillac? 
Yes, I did. Rashad has a Cadillac. I want to know if Rashad has a Cadillac. Two dope boys and a Cadillac. Did you have one in high school? I had a Regal in high but, school. What did you have? I had a I had a Honda Accord, which I crashed like before, right before my senior year started. Uh-huh. So yeah, my mom had a, had a town car though. That was my shit. But um, what did you have? High school? Yeah, yeah. High I school. didn't have anything. I didn't need it. The no! he, oh! he lived right on the corner, so he he had to drive shit. Right. Wait, you took Marta? Did you take Marta to school? You were right there. Everything. What, what did you, did you, what did you use? Marta. School was that far. Like, I was good. Oh, whatever. I didn't have a car, but I drove. But I didn't have a car. But, um, but yeah. I had a read. We, 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 uh, I wanted to make sure that we contributed to the cause, you know, trying to help push this change of reforming the, um, the relationship with the police, reforming the police, as well as uh, an existing uh, desire, you know, to help to help the kids out. So what we did, we put out this new Black Lives Matter name sets available at ftcutd.myshopify.com. Proceeds from that are going to the bail project and also to Camp Horizon, which we were doing uh, back in February during Black History Month take care of the foster kids and everything. Um, you know, we hope that you guys participate in that, you know, help contribute. Even if you don't buy, buy a name set from us, that's totally cool. At least, you know, those are two organizations that we do strongly recommend that you check out and, and, uh, and donate to, you know, every little bit counts. Uh, and we're just, we're just trying to be part of the change. And if we can do that, that's what's up. Do you, do you want me to throw some more grenades? Man, we got we got to get the two up two down, man. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I got more grenades to throw. Y'all know me. I got I got you 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 can't you can't load it today. Clearly. <laughs> what, what what you got, Mayor? So true. Uh, I'll get into mine, man. Uh, I was trying to troll you earlier. Um, you was talking about Michigan over Florida. And I had this in my possession. Uh, Nobody cares about state. <laughs> you know, I got to come with the props, man. I'm just. <laughs> oh, man. So um, I actually got a couple uh, Spartan shirts back there. But, you know. <laughs> That's gold blood. Michigan State shirts back there. So. But anyway, I'll get into mine. Um, appreciate you, Tony, man. Love you, guy. Love you. Um, I'll say, I'll, should I do my downs or up first? Which one? Whichever one, man. Let's, let's All right, let's, uh, let me go with my downs first. All right, so two downs. All right, so my first down, I'm going to try to stay in the realm of soccer because I don't do that too often on my two ups, two downs. First of all, uh, one down is I have to wake up another morning and see Bayern uh, as the Bundesliga champions uh, this year. But hold, but hold, but hold on, though. Now, there was one up with that. Uh, we had an American debut uh, for Bayern yeah. uh, the weekend. Uh, Chris Richards, uh, Dallas product. Exactly. Um, first American since Landon Donovan to play for play for Bayern, and uh, uh, that, that that's a pretty dope moment in you know 
it's interesting to see like see Bayern just like the rest of uh, the Bundesliga in and Germany invest into uh, American talent, whether it's you know the U.S. or of course in Alfonso Davies' case, uh, Canada. Uh, they're, they're investing, and that the the, the the products are showing. So, like, I, I'm very hopeful to see uh, what comes with him. He, he's a striker, so I know we they got Lewandowski, and maybe one of these days he'll he'll finally go out of form. But it's, it's very good to see him get his debut. Right. Go, keep going. And uh, I say that as my down being biased because I'm a Dortmund supporter. Um, so. Uh, that is a great point bringing up about Chris Richards' uh, debut for Bayern. And, and I do respect Bayern. I'm not a Bayern supporter, but I do respect Bayern, um, you know, taking the lead uh, for the for the league and the country um, with not being scared to bring in um, extraordinary talent no matter where they're from. So um, for me personally, that is a down. Uh, also, uh, touch on uh, 45 again. Uh Another down for 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 me was you know him having the rallies and nobody showing up. So that's an up. Oh, ain't nobody showing up that shit. <laughs> so, but I was gonna say on the flip side, on my my two ups, um, you know, Gio Reyna, the future man. He got his first um, assist this past weekend um, to none other than Holland, uh, banking the goal in uh, and a win this weekend. Um, and another up would be for me having Bruno Fernandez and Paul Pogba in the midfield for Manchester United. Where you at, Tony? Where you at? And see that, that's, that shit. Yeah. What happens with that? I mean, they they drew to a um, uh, a one-one match with um, Tottenham, but uh, we'll see where where these things are, are going to head with. Um, with the Red Devils, um, so they, they got they got the game today against Sheffield. So we'll see we'll see where ready, that goes. They're ready to drop yeah. some bread. I'm telling you, they're ready to drop some bread this summer. Oh, uh, sh- oh! Shout out to Adidas for for their sale because we finally got some made out of jerseys. So yeah, shout out to them. Updated. Yep. Coach, where you go? Nah. Um, so I, 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 I'm I'm copying. Tony's Bob, I don't want to go too negative, but I do want to make mention because uh, just like how Black Lives Matter, Brown Lives Matter too, there's uh incident out in California, uh, uh, Andres Cardado, not the soccer player, just a kid, 18 years old, gunned down by police, uh, check into that. Um, you know, it, it's not just happened to us, so uh, if you if you haven't been up on that, check that out. But um, the ups, um, Liverpool hasn't clinched yet. They, they they're still choking. They still can't get right. You know, like we um, mentioned earlier. You know, thank you guys for all this influx of orders. You know, like like we mentioned before, you invest in black business. We are a black business. So thank you for investing us and trusting in us uh, for that. And last but not least. After 11, no, oh wait, it's longer than that, actually. It's been, like, almost a whole, um, no, it hasn't been quite three months, but, yes, I'm about to be back at work. I'm about to have a job again. So I'm definitely glad about that. Still ain't got my day on employment, but 
at the very least, I'll be back back to work uh, next week. So, you know, uh, definitely uh, glad to hear, glad to be on that. Thankfully, I didn't go dead ass broke. Came came close, but you know, shout out to um, my guys there. Especially shout out to my my guy Jonathan. Yeah, he definitely uh, uh, came for me on that one. So. Love it. I watched the fly, the five bloods. I've been meaning to watch that. I've been meaning to watch that. You haven't watched it yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh. Not yet. That, I, okay. Keep up to that right there. Positive. Y'all got to watch the five bloods. Uh, I'm not going to say it's great. To be honest, it's, it's not great. I, I think the first half of it, I liked it. And then the last half of it, I'm like, WTF. Mm-hmm. But at that same time, you got to support black directors and studios and stuff like that and you gotta watch the fly five bloods especially you got black actors in it too and they give a lot of love and support to uh morehouse even though i'm not a morehouse fan you still a child i am you're still a baby i am product i am a spellhouse baby so i gotta support morehouse and spellman no matter what you know, my dad went more house and my mom went to Spelman, so I gotta support that. Although I prefer Howard. <clears throat> D one sports FYI, just in case athletes are looking for places to play. You know, there's a big push for you know HBCUs. Howard is a D one school, just saying. Anyway, um Two up, two down. Uh, two ups I got going for myself is the fact that the movements, that everything has been going on as far as Black Lives Matter, um, as far as police brutality, as far as recognizing Karens, the fact that like recognizing Karens is a legal act now. Um, that, that, passed a um, uh, hate crimes bill. Yeah, yeah, the hate crimes bill today. Literally hours ago, Georgia just passed that. As far as the hate crimes. Now, now Kim still got to sign it, but you know, we'll, 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 and we'll, fucking Kim, and you know, we we hold them. We see know how that goes. Um, but still to this day, like I mean, the fact of the matter is that I recognize. Um, you know, four years later, 2016, um, so the original I can't breathe to now. Um, is there a difference? Yeah, I definitely think there's a different energy and different effort. And I hope this energy and effort keeps going for the least and months and years to come on. Um, it is helpful that the fact that we are in a pandemic not going to lie, I don't think this is coincidental. The fact that our world is sick and our country is sick um, socially, I think that matches up perfectly. And so the fact of the matter that we got to recognize these issues, and I think our platform for for the culture, we definitely address that. And the fact that, you know, there, and you know, it goes back to that statement of what Laura Ingram. I don't even want to try to recognize her, but the shut up and dribble mm-hmm. uh, compliment 
name. I'm sorry, not compliment. Statement. Um, the fact that people try to separate sports and politics and to say that you shouldn't be political if you're an athlete and vice versa. If you're, you know, if you're a politician, you shouldn't mix your politics within the sports and everything like that. that that's bullshit. Um, my first hero was a political activist and that was Jackie Robinson. Not even gonna lie, like straight up, that was my first hero. At the age of seven, eight years old, I fell in love with the story of Jackie Robinson. And so with that being said, you know, I, I kind of wish I was a kid in this time and age and watched Colin Kaepernick. And now here you seeing the NFL double down. And they're like, yo, shit, we got this shit wrong. And now NASCAR, the most racist sport that I thought growing up, is thinking this is the worst type of acts and cruelties ever before in mankind. I mean, these are things that are, are, are significant. And so the platform that we do for the culture, I think it needs to be recognized in the sense of causing awareness and making sure that it's kept to the forefront of people's minds of that sports and politics, yeah, it might get complicated and messy, but it's still prevalent and it's a priority. Um, you know, the shut up and dribble mindset that's antiquated. And so those people, we know where they are. They, they lie. We know where they need to go. And if you know, we're going to be a professional show as we are. We know where they stand. They're not with us. So with that being said, you know, my two up and two down is I am happy to say that the energy and effort that's being, you know, that's taking place within our current culture, whether it be in Atlanta, whether it be Minneapolis, whether it be in New York, whatever city that you're in, the fact that these moves and these um, these movements are taking place as far as to make a change, whether it be politically, socially, all those facets involved, um, it's important. And so I think our platform as For the Culture, a podcast to recognize the movement within people of color within the game of soccer we do have a platform to make a change. And so I recognize that people from listening to buying things that we do to supporting our movements at games and, you know, supporting our, you know, on the road shows or whatever. I missed it. I missed it. Uh, all, all, all those parts, all those pieces are a part of chipping away as far as the you know the establishment that we need to change but yeah that's all we got for this week's show uh tony has as uh i don't know where he went but uh but yes you can catch our show every week on wednesdays on your favorite podcast apps google podcast apple podcast spotify anchor stitcher wherever we're and uh Always look at the make sure you catch on the social FTC UTD and uh, it's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, still on TikTok somehow. You no, know, 
we'll figure out something with that soon enough. But uh, next week, we are looking to uh, have Felipe Cardenas from The Athletic. Uh, like we mentioned last week, uh, there's an upcoming article coming out on Black Soccer in Atlanta. And we, we were uh, honored to be a part of that. So we'll have him on the show, discuss that, and just discuss uh, you know what he's learned from that. So be on the lookout for that. Again, go to ftcutv.myshopify.com. Get your Black Lives Matter name says. Get your shirts as well. I don't think we have hats right now because, like I said, COVID's been messing all our, all our stuff up. But still, everything that we that we do have is is there ready for you. So make sure you uh, you keep supporting on that. So until next week, for Coach, for Mayor, for Baby Thundercat, for TK, Coach is real. Coach is everywhere. We will see y'all soon, and we are out.